You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. He was arguably the best-known astronomer since Galileo, as well as a pioneering planetary scientist, a skeptic, a secular humanist, and a mesmerizing science communicator. But toward the end of his career, he also briefly became an author in a genre which had greatly shaped his life's work, science fiction. I'm Earl Green, and this is Sci-Fi 5, your five minutes of science fiction history for November 9th. And today we celebrate the life of Dr. Carl Edward Sagan, who was born on this day in 1934. Carl Sagan was born in Brooklyn, New York, of Ukrainian Jewish parentage. One of Sagan's earliest memories was of visiting the 1939 World's Fair held in Corona Park in nearby Queens. The theme of the fair was the world of tomorrow, and young Carl was treated to glimpses of what the future might bring, from architecture to fashion to a newfangled thing called television. As a boy, he read the John Carter of Mars novels by Edgar Rice Burroughs, imagining himself traveling to the Red Planet to fight for the hand of a Martian princess. Sagan continued to consume sci-fi through high school, and his college dorm room at the University of Chicago was packed with science fiction books. But as his science education expanded, Sagan began to dismiss many science fiction tropes he had read as a child. He postulated that Mars was not covered with vegetation, but that it was massive dust storms which caused its apparent seasonal changes. And his analysis of data from Venus led to the realization that it also was not a habitable place, but a hellishly hot world cursed by a global greenhouse effect. Sagan would later criticize many concepts in popular science fiction, the dual human Vulcan heritage of Star Trek's Mr. Spock being one such target, but nevertheless praised the work of hard sci-fi writers such as Asimov, Clark, and Heinlein, who themselves had science or engineering backgrounds. But Sagan's growing interest in biology and organic chemistry indicated there was one science fiction dream he was determined to prove, his conviction that extraterrestrial life must exist somewhere in the cosmos, and quite possibly intelligent life at that. By 1980, Carl Sagan had achieved household name status. He had worked on several NASA planetary missions in the 60s and 70s, many focused on the search for life. His science books eventually won him a Pulitzer Prize, and his frequent appearances on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson brought his face and voice into millions of American living rooms. His fame crested with the broadcast of his 13-part PBS series Cosmos, the most widely watched science documentary in history. It was then that producer Linda Obst asked Sagan if he had any ideas for a science fiction film. Yes, he replied, I think I do. His idea involved first contact with aliens, not via UFOs, which he spent a good deal of his career debunking, but through radio signals. His story of a radio astronomer who searched for extraterrestrial intelligence, or SETI, actually succeeds, would spend the next 15 years in Hollywood development hell. In the meantime, Sagan continued his career as the David Duncan Professor of Astronomy and Space Sciences at Cornell University, contributing his expertise to NASA's ongoing planetary missions such as Voyager and Galileo. He wrote several more books, including his sole novel based on his science fiction screenplay, Contact, and all the while he tirelessly advocated for science, science education, and nuclear disarmament. 
After a two-year battle with myelodysplasia, Carl Sagan died on December 20, 1996. The motion picture Contact, starring Jodie Foster, was finally released the following summer, just one week after the landing site of the Mars Pathfinder mission was renamed Carl Sagan Memorial Station. The Brooklyn boy who dreamed of Mars had, in a way, finally arrived. And over 25 years later, SETI continues. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for November 9th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.